<laughs> Corey Oh, everywhere. what is up, America? If we done Monday motivation like this, I would have choked on the cord. <laughs> that would have made for some good. Well, wow, that would have went viral. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk Hard Podcast. We are live in Mental Ill America, baby. <laughs> Woo! We got our special guest. Well, he's not even special. Let's not let's not put him on. A platform. Hey, 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 hey! Let's not put him on a platform today, Brian. Well, we got my third grade special. teacher sure thought so. Yep. Whoa! Did you do you were something in a special with your class. third grade teacher? I got a, I got a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Brian Kendrick, everyone, man. Welcome to the show, Brian Kendrick. Yet again, this is your 47th episode that you've done with us, even though we've only had, what, 20 episodes? Yeah, those are those are in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> That was great. Did you hear that sound? <laughs> yes. Hey, that's, that's wait, Chris. wait, wait. Did they hear that sound, or that was really weird if they didn't? Is it just, is it just everybody? Do it again, Chris oh, Cobb. Do it again. <laughs> I feel oh. like I'm playing with a fidget spinner right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris Cobb. Chris, corner off the cob on the keys, ladies and gentlemen. We got my man over here, Brian Gordon. Brian Gordon, my name is. Oh, <laughs> just got, edit that Chris, part. Chris, Woo, my name. You know, you've got drum rolls and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> you could be working harder. My name is Marty Norman. Here we go. Nothing happened. That was your. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that one's perfect. I, all right, Brian Gordon, man, what the heck are we talking about today? What's going on in this in this lovely world of mentally ill in Amityville, America? I think it's more along the lines of getting serious. <laughs> as we joke, it's I mean, and it is that's the point of it, right? Like we should be having fun, but it, the reality of what's going on right now is mental illness. I, I, before like, you go any further. I want Brian Kendrick and Chris Cobb and Brian Gordon and myself. We are all, we all have a lot of issues. <laughs> we all have a lot of issues, but I have the cure for it. I just want you, I want, I have the cure for, for mental illness in America. Yeah. I, I just want you to know that. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear about it. Oh, you will. Okay. That should have been another drum roll, Chris. <laughs> He's going to get fired. Seriously. So this, this, this shooting happened and it turned political real fast. And Wait, what shooting? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't know he's going to talk about that. <laughs> we're we're getting into some of it, but I want to like it went so far left and so far right so fast, and we're like America is completely skipping the real problem. I don't think people understand how difficult it is to take a life. You either got to be messed up in the head or highly motivated. And when I say highly motivated, like protecting your family. Or okay. at war, where it's me or you kind of a situation. And even then, very difficult. This is not like playing video games. Like, to take someone's life for no reason takes a mentally ill person. Okay. You've got to be broken on some level. And I don't say broken in an unfixable way. It's just a language that I use, right? Like, I'm not... First and foremost, just because you're mentally ill doesn't make you crazy. Right? Okay. Like everybody's got this stigma that oh, I can't say that I've got a mental illness because everybody will think I'm crazy. 99% of America, in my opinion, has got some form of a mental illness, whether it be OCD, ADD, addiction, codependency. These are all mental illnesses on some level. Right? Well, let's just say that the there is a power to be that's put those 
in a category so that they can, of course, uh, prescribe pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm off. Like again, and this is this is the biggest thing is like we've tried your method, Big Pharma. We've tried it. (laughs) Twenty seven thousand pills. I've probably tried most of them. Half the time for fun, the other time because doctors said I needed them. Right? Like I've tried it all. So now what? Because that's not working at all. We've tried your pill, and then your pill that needs a pill, and then your pill that needs a pill that needs a pill. Now what? There's, wa- there's a real solution. And, well, and, I want to say this. What about, does it mean? I want to say this because I, you know, I've always been. Um, I try. I don't talk political, and I, I try to stay on in that middle ground, especially on this show, and especially with the America the way that it is. You know, in, in in fear of offending people and whatnot. You know how. Yeah. I'm not going to go any further, but I want to say this so. I don't know the study on, you know, what percentage of America is has some sort of mental illness, quote-unquote mental illness, depression, anxiety, these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But I do, since we're talking about this, I do want everybody to understand that a very large percentage of mental illness, anxiety, depression, et cetera, has been manufactured by these companies. Well, I feel like we're we're edging on two different topics here. When, when we say mental illness, if we're talking about bipolar and we're talking about manic depression, then we're taking a giant leap to mass murder, um, which I would say by the definition, you can have a mental illness and not be mad, not be crazy. A thousand percent. Yeah. But it stemmed from some form of a mental illness, in my opinion. Like something made that kid snap. You shot a relative and then children. Two teachers too, right? Yeah. Like something's got to be wrong there that you're not stable at that point. I don't mean you're mentally ill forever. And that's the big thing is people think I got a mental illness and that's it. I'm doomed. Now I'm going to die of this. That's not how it works, right? Because there is an actual cure and your pills are not working, Big Pharma. I'm sorry, but we've tried them all. It's not working. Some people need them to balance on some level and I'm all for it. I don't know if there's a pill that cures the John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> I don't know. Some I mean, things are not, right? Some yeah. things are just not fixable. Some things are just... Uh, but I want to go back to the manufactured because what what society and these companies and, 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 and big pharma and, and mass, uh, the you know, the American medical society and whatnot has manufactured this for a specific reason. Like we, in the last 50 years, like depression in America has, you know, it's the, it's the leading cause around the world. It's not the leading cause. I'm sorry. It's the biggest uh, country with the most depression and the most anxiety. And those are typical uh, mental, mental disorders, if you will. But we are the biggest one. It's got us and Europe and Britain, right, that falls in second and third. But America being the leading and America being also the biggest pharmaceutical company, you know, where where all 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals come from, go to. Um, But what they've did in manufacturing is they've turned ordinary, like, sad. They've made that we've been conditioned our whole entire lives to think that if we get a certain way, you know, everything that if we get um, ordinary sadness, ordinary feeling bad or anxiety, you know, every, the trending is this. Oh, I have anxiety. It's a huge trend right now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's the conditioning. Conditioning is you feel uncomfortable doing something. You don't really want to do it. You must have anxiety. 
you don't want to get out of bed because you're sad and your your world has come to uh, a halt and you know you lost your job you lost your girlfriend you lost this and now you're sad oh you got depression have this pill they've turned those little things and the majority of people, and you watch, I mean, if you watch TikTok, if you watch Instagram, like everybody, I have anxiety. Nobody watches TikTok. I'm just <laughs> saying, I have anxiety. It's a trend. It's not only a trend, but it, 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 it's, it's something that people are pushing. Like, it's a cool thing to have. If you don't have anxiety, there's something wrong with you. Like, it's, they're, they're saying this normal thing of being sad and being anxious is a, is a biochemical abnorm, abnormality in, in the brain. And it's not. I mean, you're being very, more literal than what you realize. I was on TikTok the other day, and I, I searched hashtag anxiety, and it was trending. <laughs> it's the top one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Here's the problem. is This is their new way of making it a... a, a a talkable subject, right? Because for a while, if you had anxiety, people steered away from you. Like right. when I was okay. in my 18, 19, 20, early 20s, if you had anxiety, you were seen as crazy. Like you got a, a like a, an uncurable mental problem and you don't tell people that you have anxiety because that makes you weak and that makes you weird and you're that awkward person and, oh, you just have an anxiety attack again. Like now you're bipolar and then it goes off to like the far spectrum of, all this crap when in the reality is 100% of the people in the world will experience anxiety on some level. Every, uh, Whether it's debilitating uh, yeah. is up to them. Right. And that's what I think people are missing is the problem is we can't talk about it because the way that I was able to fix my anxiety was to get real loud about it, was to just tell people. Because I would like eat food and be so anxious that I would have to get up after I ate and throw up. And I, I thought I was bulimic for a second. You know, I'm getting on, you know, the internet, which is a stupid thing to do. And what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. I just can't get it out of me. Getting on the internet will right. tell you nothing's wrong with you. <laughs> like, we, we couldn't talk about it. As soon as I in. could, things got better. So what I want, this is a call to action for anybody listening. If you like what you're hearing today, I want you to share this with everybody you can possibly imagine. Because it's time we get loud about this. It's time we really start making it something you can talk about I and making it a safe space to talk. Like, you can be anxious. You can have anxiety. That doesn't mean you have a problem. That means you're currently in a situation that you need help with. I think, I think there's a huge difference. And every, everything, pharmaceutical, there's 350 million people in America that are, that are depressed. Crazy. Right? Just nuts. <laughs> I, I, it's just, uh, man, I'm going to have to agree. No. Uh, 350 million people, and I think a very, very, very small percentage of those is a chemical imbalance. But if you got any form of depression, and, and a lot of us have, and a lot of us have been through it, a lot of us, you know, I, I, I think it's something that we as, as humans are going to go up and down with. We're going to be depressed for times. We're going to have, we're going to be anxious. We're going to, we're going to be embarking on something new, something, ex and this is the difference between anxious and, and excitement, right? You said, or you've said in, uh, it's chemically the same in the brain. Like, it, scan, we can't tell, can't the difference. tell the difference. We can't, we can't, we, I don't think we as, as humans know the difference between this is exciting. I'm nervous about it. I, uh, you know, and, 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 oh crap, I have anxiety, you know? If so, that's the case, I used to have an anxiety attack before I got on every roller coaster. I, I had an anxiety attack before this show. <laughs> I'm like, having one right know? now. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 no, for real though, here's here. And I've experienced this. I've more witnessed it. There are, there is circumstantial. 
Like if you've lost your job, your your kids going through some kind of sickness or, or trouble at school, you're going through a divorce, mm-hmm. you're getting ready to lose your home. There's all different kinds of circumstances and scenarios where depression or anxiety makes sense. And there's yeah, a lot. I mean, you better be depressed and a little sad and anxious. You yes. just lost half your life. Yeah. And I talk hundred percent. I talk people through this all the time because they'll call me and they're like, "Man, I they're they're wanting to seek out medical uh, prescriptions." Because they're struggling, and I'll say, well, let's take a look at what's going on. And once they start talking, I'm like, well, no, that's, yeah. that's a normal response. That's, yep. a, that's a normal emotion attached to something bad or indifferent in your life. And I feel like, and it, this ain't intact, but I feel like through my experience that most psychiatrists are not asking the questions or care like I do because they're prescribing meds to anybody that goes in and says, hey, I'm having trouble getting out of bed. I'm really not, you know, I just, I don't feel like I want to carry on. Without them finding out if it's because of what's going on in their life, they're saying, here's a pill to fix it. Or, you know, like finding out if what's going on, if, you know, what is going on in your world? Okay, that's an enormous emotion attached to, to that. Or finding out they've been struggling with this every day for the last 10 years of their life and they just can't get out of it. Yeah. That's a different thing. That may be a chemical and imbalance. Medication. And, and may, medication may be uh, uh, helpful. It should be a last resort instead of a very first option within 20 minutes i'm going to prescribe you a pill now like panic attacks i see my wife go through them and it was it was a phase but here's the thing about her panic attacks there was no way to figure out or presume when they were going to happen thousand percent come totally random in situations they shouldn't be going on and you could see it in her body and she's freaking out and we're we're she doesn't want to move in the middle of the Walmart parking lot, and everything's going fine up until that moment. And, yep. of course, as a man, what's wrong? Because I want to help. <laughs> She's freaking out. The kids... Causing learn, you to freak out. The kids just learn to shut up. The mom's having an episode, you know. But it wasn't It wasn't situational. It was yeah. stuff she couldn't control. And, and, and it, it was rooted, and it come from some trauma she'd experienced. thousand percent. You know, and it got better over time. Yep. She's not on no meds for it. I'm yep. glad she didn't. If she would have went and seen a psychiatrist during that time of her life, yep. they would have prescribed her on something that is a lifelong medication and is addicting. Most, and and, it, and the longer you're on it, the more you got to take it. Well, yeah, on. there's a problem. So you get these people on these benzos and then SSRIs. And what you don't understand is the side effect of people that go, I'm done with this, and they stop taking them cold turkey and have real problems. You know what a side effect to most of them are? Suicide. Anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Suicide and anxiety. So you're trying to tell me that I I saw a commercial the other day for... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You mean they're advertising medication? No, no, no. This one was the best, and I was going to look this up. And <laughs> you ever see the side effects on these things? This yes, anal, anal leakage. Anal leakage is, is, is This one was one. called Saxenda. It caught my attention because it sounded like sex. Uh, you're going to get us killed. You're calling out specific meds. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, I, you gosh. know what? I'm all for it. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen because on the if you read the fine print, it was great. It was like, hey, Chris, do you have is, a scream uh, on that little board? <laughs> this is the new, because weight loss. This is a weight loss medication, and it flat out said, take this medication with exercise and a calorie deficit <laughs> diet plan. I'm like, I promise you. You're selling you I sugar pro- pills hey, bro, and a diet plan. I promise you. Because that's you, all it takes. I promise you, if you use this drug while you do those things, I, I guarantee it works. <laughs> I guarantee mean, it. Genius marketing, don't get me wrong, but here's the. So I'm reading I, Tony I, Robbins' wait, wait, new wait, book. Wait, wait. I, I don't get it. 
<laughs> Good job, Chris. I'm reading Tony Robbins' new book, Life Force. I encourage everybody to read it. It's an Life amazing Force. book. He digs deep. This guy gets together with like the top notch of everybody. When you have that kind of influence, right? Like he's known worldwide. So he's gotten together and some of the doctors, they, they're diving into like bodybuilding. They're diving into cancer. They're diving into addiction. They're diving into all these different treatment options. And what they found with depression and mental illness is that people need to live in some sort of balance. So if you want to go see a doctor, the first thing you should do is get your blood checked, check your hormone levels. Men that have been naturally low in testosterone or thyroid are severely problems. depressed, thyroid problems, same thing, but yep. men that also have too much testosterone get depressed. And so they've had to balance them. And when they they're find like, their, they're like, I don't know why, but I'm freaking depressed. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like think about all that, what it feels like to be on a lot of testosterone. I know cause I've done a crap ton of steroids is that you, get, you really like lose your mind on some level. And absolutely. when your body naturally does that, like the reason Tony Robbins is so big is he has a, like a gland that basically was cancerous that was on his uh, it was pituitary. Where, you know, pituitary gland, so he produces growth hormone on like an insane level. It was to do works supposed out. to kill him, but he was like, "Hold on, he he weighed out all of his options, right? Like, what happens if I do this, and what happens if I don't?" And he he went to multiple doctors and ended up leaving it alone. The guy burns something like fourteen thousand calories a day. He's huge. I, I I follow him. I didn't know that about him. It's yeah. insane. So. What they're doing is they're realizing that you got to dig deeper to the problem. And that's my point to all this is we got to stop surface level treating everything. Can I say this too? <clears throat> because the, the organization, the, the, um, the World Health Organization mm -hmm. has been trying to tell us for years. Like there, there is, you know, besides the, besides the actual chemical imbalances, which may need some medication, which I firmly believe that medication coupled with nothing is just going to be a lifelong medication. thousand percent. And then you're going to have to take more of it and more of it and mm -hmm. more of it, and it's just eventually not going to work, and you're going to have to switch medications and then take more. It's just going to be an endless cycle. So I, I believe that, first off, guys, it, you know, you guys out there, and Brian, this is for you too, if you have depression... <laughs> If you have depression or if you have anxiety, like you guys who, who go through this, you're not weak. You're not crazy. You're not broken. You just, I believe that you're, that you're suffering from a lack of, of um, purpose. You know, it, it, let's, we need to stop talking about the chemical imbalances and start talking about the imbalances of life. And what you're doing, the circumstantial it's stuff. It's going to be a long show. <laughs> well, I mean it. And I think that's where, I think that's what we got to look at. Because if you, if you look at your life and you say you're depressed and then Brian sits you down and talks to you, Brian Kendrick sits you down and talks to you and finds out, well, okay, well, you're depressed. Well, okay, well, what are you eating? Okay, well, I'm eating fast food. I'm eating ho-hos and Twinkies at night. I'm doing all this. Well, what are you doing with your life? Well, I go to work every day, and I do what they tell me, and I come home, and I watch TV, and I go to bed, and I get up, and I do it the next day. And and, and all the, okay, what else? Okay, so, you know, my wife left. We, we fight all the time because I'm this way, and I'm sad. And I'm, well, no, no wonder. Like, we got to talk talking about the imbalances of your life if we want to start talk, getting down to the root cause of anything that's going on. It's just like... There are cultures out there. There are uh, Cambodia. The, you know, they, they see uh, one of their group members 
has a ha, gets in depression. He starts, you know, he, he's sad. He, he, you know, he he's a rice farmer, right? He's sad. He's depressed. Well, they pull together. They go up to him. They sit down with him. They ask him questions. They talk to him. They find out what's going on. They listen to him, and then they come up with a solution together. Okay, hypothetically, uh, the 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 scenario you just put out there. He's going through a divorce. He's eating unhealthy. He's not doing nothing but watching TV when he gets home from work. What? Hypothetically, what would be a solution? So, first and foremost, if we could have... Because to look at that and to look at everybody, 350 million people in America and say that we can all just go up as a group and gripe around them and and try to see what's going on and listen to them and and try to help them figure out new ways and means and what's the causes and effects, right? But there are those groups. AA for one. Al-Anon for one. There's all kinds of support groups that you can get in. And I, I could speak on AA because Alcoholics Anonymous is that group for me. I had a whole world of mental health problems, a whole array of, of baggage and damage and, and just chaos and misery in my life. And then I found a group of like-minded individuals who have found a way out and who had found a solution. And they sit down and they listen to me and they heard me and they talked to me and they offered solutions. They told me how to live a better life and how to change my behaviors. And I think that is this. And I've said this, we've said this many times. If I was king of the planet, everybody would work an AA program, a 12 step program. You know, because I believe that's the solution. We are in a culture, America, where 39% of everyone in this culture, in this country, is lonely. We live in a society where we are lonely because we have TV and technologies. and, t- and We're lonely by choice. Well, yes, but we don't know it. We, we, it's not know. A, We're lonely by choice, I, I period. There's it, too many guys. people out there. There's too many things going on for you to be Lonely, but nobody's come along and told that person. Marty, that. collectively, I've got over almost seventy thousand people <laughs> on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. That I, what do you mean? I'm right. I could never be lonely. Now, no, I mean? social I mean, social media I'm connection connected. versus personal connection I've is got a whole a different world. Going right now, somebody's messaging me, and you're <laughs> somebody's calling, calling you. You're calling somebody, and it's my best friend, spam. <laughs> How can we be lonely when we're more connected than when we've ever been? Because there's a difference between this connection. There's a difference between this connection and actual connection. Well, I think that was sarcasm. No, I know. I know. And that's what I'm saying is the problem is people are going to take him seriously. Oh. That's the sad part. Don't make that mistake. (laughs) Is that... You need to get out of your damn house and go meet new people. Okay. When I first got here to Indiana... I'll do that as long as I can take my phone. (laughs) When I first got here to Indiana, somebody said to me, if you want to live an abundant life, do the things that scare you the most. Hold on. So... It didn't do that, Chris. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What I did was I I, I went to restaurants because I hated eating alone because that used to give me anxiety. That was when I would throw up is I hated eating alone and I I hated going to the movies alone because I thought it would be boring. And I started doing things alone just to get out of my comfort zone. And what that did was brought a world of people around me because then people started getting curious like, hey, dude, what are you doing? You know, I've seen you come here three or four times and you're alone. Like, I mean, first off, you meet the waitress, right? Or the bartender. Right, but you start interacting with people in an uncomfortable space and you realize it's not that bad. And then you start to get out of your own way. And I'm a massive extrovert, but I used to hate this stuff. And now there's a community around me that at almost any point in time, 24-7, I can make a phone call and get any type of support that I need. 
Well, I think this, I mean, I know this is the solution, right? The solution is, well, the problem is loneliness. The problem is, is we do mundane things. We go to mundane jobs. We, we do what we're told at work. We don't have any input. We don't have any, you know, we don't have any The problem is purpose. right here. Well, In our heads, period. Agreed. Agreed. That's that, where the real problem somebody, is. Somebody like this show, I hope, and you and myself and Brian, and even though Christopher Corn off the cob over there, I hope that we, we do. We reach a lot of people. I mean, we reach people, we talk to people, we help them, we, we, we lead by example, most importantly, on, on how, to get out of, uh, how to get out of that chaos and misery that is loneliness and depression and anxiety and, and drug addiction, you know. There is a way, there is a solution. There, you know, I don't know if there's a cure for anything, but there is a solution to it. And the solution is just what you said. But somebody's going to have to come along and smack these kids in the face who are sitting in their house playing on their phone all day long and saying they're depressed. Right. We gotta stop babying them and making it okay. Mm. That's the problem. Woo! Now, come on. I wanted to go there, but you said it was all in our heads. I couldn't go external. Let's talk about a moralist society. Let's talk about come an isolated society. Come Let's on. talk about all the the dynamic and the structure of the home. You know, a lot of fatherless homes. Let's, let's, there's a whole lot that's producing this, and and like you said, we're we're pampering it, we're babying it, right. we're enabling it. Let's right. talk about twelfth place trophies. Let's talk about how come the on. whole world and culture has changed. That's what I'm and, saying. And when you when when you add that, well, I'm not saying that that stuff's the cause, but all of the stuff I just listed, and then you give them one of these. A phone. <laughs> this, this contribute. I'm not saying this is the cause. No. I'm saying a moralist society. I'm saying a society, a society where we pamper and baby everybody and discipline has been taken out and kids are getting raised and they're yeah. alone and the only interaction they Here's have. Here's part of the problem. You can't spank your children and listen, don't beat your children. I'm never for the that. The Bible says I if you got, beat your child with a rod, it will live. I got spanked. <laughs> and it was very clear. Right. Do this. This is a result. There was, it was, it was, it was plain as day. Don't come home when I tell you to. You're getting a spanking. Right. It's really easy to not get a spanking when you follow directions from your parents, right? Me and my parents are the best of friends. And my dad has whooped my ass so hard, he's left a black mark, literally. But he told me, if you do that again, I'm going to whoop you so hard, you're not going to be able to walk for a week. And I called his bluff. My grandma used to make me go pick my own switch off the tree. It's cruel and unusual. I would get the biggest... (laughs) <laughs> well, that was spacey. I would go get the biggest, fattest switch off the mm-hmm. tree, and she would make me go back and get a small one. Yep. And she would beat my ass with it. Now, listen, I'm not for beating children, okay? But kids need well, that's consequences. What like. That's uh, what it sounds like. Kids need consequences, period. <laughs> the problem is they can do whatever they want, and then all they get is, like, some stern talking to. Now, now, Johnny, I need you to understand something. No, it's a pow. What you did was hurt my feelings, and he's like, "What are you talking about? Look, man, where are I, your feelings, Bernie, and how do they?" Bernie Mac they said work? it best. Bernie Mac said it best. If a child is old enough to talk back, a child is old enough to get punched in the throat. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh no! I, but uh, Bernie Mac said it, not me. Okay, before not, we I didn't get say like that. way off this, it's it's babying in general, right? It's Come like on. you do something, there's no consequences. It's it's you lose, you still get a trophy. There are no consequences, and let's, here's the stupid let, part. Let's say spanking is over here. Yep, we're way over. here Oh, a thousand percent. 
<laughs> Here, the, you know what I call this? I call this lazy parenting. So lazy ass parenting because people don't want to interact with their kids. They don't. They got their own stuff they need to be tied into. All you social moms and social dads, and I need to go do this. You don't make time for your children, and then you wonder. While you're the idiot on the news going, man, I swear my kid would never do that. When he goes and shoots up or she goes and shoots up a school, like you didn't even notice the writing was on the wall as your kid's got 17 holes in his fucking bedroom. And don't mark that, Chris. I don't even care today. We're going to talk real about this kind of shit because I don't (laughs) care today. The writing is on the wall. When your kid acts like a fucking asshole, there's a reason for it. And more often than not, it's because you as parents aren't paying attention to him. Come on. That's when they start acting out. Let me give you a scenario, and you guys, I'm just going to paint a picture in your head, and you let me know how it sounds to you. Let's go back, and I'm just going to pick the Western days. It's just because it's probably what I can reenact the best. Okay. But, okay, we're, we have our own ranch. You know, small. I'm not saying super large, but we, we have— Not Yellowstone. We No, but we have okay. some land. We have, what, some cows, some horses. Can we have a goat? And I have yes. a—I'm I, I, the father— Okay. And I have a 12-year-old son. Okay. I'm guessing around, what time does the sun come up? 5.30 a.m.? Sure. Sure. I go to get him up. Yeah. Right. I go to get, hey, boy, come on. Because they didn't have alarm clocks back then. So yep. I imagine, you know, hey. Where's your roosters? You don't get one of those on the <laughs> no, no, listen. We no, didn't have any roosters. Listen, no, the 12-year-old okay. 12 yeah, yeah. son. Yep. I just, I can't get out of bed. I'm just. I just can't today, Dad. Are you sick? I just... No, Are you dying? No. Okay. No, I'm just really depressed. Okay. I just... I don't... I can't even... <laughs> I can't even act it out with a straight face. I wanted to do it. But we're laughing. But why? Do you think it happened? I just don't feel like it today, Dad. I'm tired. I just... Uh, I don't know. I went to the market the other day, and the kids were just looking at me, and I could just tell they didn't like my hat. I just can't do it, Dad. I can't go to the market anymore, and I can't look at another horse in the eye. Get out of my room, Dad. Okay. What do you think about that? Do you think it happened? I think that kid would have got his ass beat. Do all I the think way it out would to happen the... today? Yes. Yeah, I was. I was reading. Do I think it happened back in the day? No, I don't think it happened. Why? Once, because. Ever. That kind of stuff didn't exist. Come on. Depression didn't exist in the in the old West. Come on. You know why things exist? <laughs> Does it make sense? No. You, don't want to, you want to know why things exist? Because we talk about them. Mm. Because we focus on them because we talk about them nonstop because it's on every stupid fucking news channel out there. Well, this is why I said it was manufactured. Like A lot of it. A large We have made most of these problems problems. Like, we've... Uh, most of these things problems. Like... When you talk about something, you focus on it. So if you eat shitty food and you're bitching about your job on the way and you're complaining about the traffic on the way and you're mad because you didn't get none from your wife on the way, you wonder why you're having a fucked up day? Yeah. Here's why. What about? Why don't you wake up and surprise your wife and do something fun and then make yourself some damn real breakfast instead of fucking stupid potato chips? Well, he's all and on get a little motivated and get off your lazy ass and maybe go enjoy your car and turn the fucking windows down and blur the stereo and have some fun. When you go to your job, you might actually enjoy it. Yeah. Again, let's talk about the imbalances of life because that's not, not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody clinic or somebody depressed, somebody anxious, somebody. Oh well, this is a chemical imbalance. Let's give them some drugs, and all that's doing is furthering the problem. You got a chemical imbalance? Prove it. You got a chemical imbalance? Okay, let's prove let's, it. Let's 
But I want to see it on a real scan, yeah. not a fucking survey. Yeah. I want to see a legitimate blood work and a real scan of your noggin. Then we can talk about your chemical imbalance. Because I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I guarantee you 70% of all of us that are on any kind of uh, <clears throat> pharmaceuticals for these for these for these issues, right? That if you just sit down with a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a group of uh, people with like minds, uh, mentors, and whatnot, I guarantee you, you could find the real problems in your life. Well, here's the thing. I want to be clear. I am all for therapy. Yes. I am all for psychologists. I am all for therapists. I am all for coaches. I am all for any... I don't Good care one. if you're talking Good to your ones, friends. Though. Good right. Ones. But it's got to feel right. And if the response is, take this, they don't care about you. That's well, like your mom saying, here, son, just take this phone and get out of my face. Ooh. And then there's a difference here. Uh, a therapist is going to talk and ask questions. Because they can't prescribe. Yeah. And, and the other one, I believe it's a psychologist or yes. it's a... Psychiatrist. Yeah. They're usually that. That's like a last resort. When you go there, that's mm-hmm. their job is to try and prescribe you. That's that's where they send you when it it's supposed to be confirmed you have an imbalance. Right. Yeah. But yet their version of an imbalance is a survey. You want to know how I know? Because I've done it just to see. <laughs> Did you pass? Yeah, I passed with like fourteen <laughs> medications that I never filled. <laughs> he said I passed with. I, I got all out. the drugs I wanted. I got a perfect <laughs> score and six different medications to prove it. Here, okay, and just to again be crystal clear, I've taken Depakote, I've taken Lexapro, I've taken Xanax, I've taken Prozac, I've taken all the antidepressants that I had available at that time. Even, gosh, I can't even remember what the hell it was called. Risperdal, you know what that's for? Uh, the voices in your head. Yeah. Well, they were like, wait a minute, they dude. They must have worked because you you seem pretty with it. You you want to know what it really did? <laughs> It made me a zombie. Sure, sure it does. And that's the thing. I didn't feel anything. And at that moment, that was great. But that got old really fast because I started losing a lot of friends because no one wanted to be around me because I went from the live Brian are to you, Are you sure zombie. You, your friends were real? <laughs> True. This is the, the voices in my head went away first. <laughs> and it's like it's just simultaneously my friends disappeared. But when you're told you have, like, schizophrenia, bipolar, I'm like, dude, what the hell's going on right now? Like, I just had a bad day. Again, man, I, I think the solution is, is the same for any kind of these disorders that are, you know, well, let's just <clears> imbalances say, of let's, life. Let's and, say and you're right. That Let's say that part of the solution connection. is intimate connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Intimate connection, and we're saying ask the questions and get to know and pay but attention. But let's define intimate but, when you get a chance. Go yeah, ahead. Well, well yeah. Obviously, we're not talking sex. No, I don't mean sex. I mean, I'm being dead serious. Intimate relationship to truly be known and be transparent. Yes. Not, not just external about what's going not on. Not look in your at my head. fucking car and how much money yes. I got and check out my cool watch. Yes. Now most, I know you. Most people, even in a church scenario, you know, how you doing? Doing fine. No, you're not. That's right. it. Uh, that is not intimate connection. Right. And it's really hard to truly love somebody unless you know them intimately. So let's say intimate connection is the cure for all of this. Do we think. The direction that we're moving as a society encourages that or is pushing us away. Completely pushing. It pushes us away beyond belief because we're not allowed to is the problem, which is why I tell every person on the planet that I ever get a chance that when it comes to me and my wife, 
the greatest connection I've ever had in my life came from the most honest conversation I have ever fucking had on a first date. And yeah. man, I was dripping sweat and nervous as all hell. Wait, you was anxious? I was, I was having an anxiety attack while this was happening, right? <laughs> but here's the reality of anxiety, and this is medically proven. If you actually get anxious about something and you run from it, it makes the anxiety worse because you train the brain to do that, to make it better. It means, it means as soon as it happens, it wants to run sooner well, and you then sooner and then sooner. And running. next thing you know, you've burned it into your subconscious, which with your wife, I've had these where you, your brain is like a computer. And after you hide files long enough, you don't know where the hell they are anymore. They're there, but you don't know where they are. And then that file pops open because you had something pop up, right? And when that happens, it's a subconscious or unconscious anxiety attack, and it happens to a lot of people. In that moment, your wife, myself, a lot of people were not able to deal with because they weren't allowed to talk about it, and it wasn't okay. Because someone was going to shame you for it. And that is sad to me. I have... I don't judge people on any level. You want to come to me and tell me you're fucked up and you got crazy thoughts? Let's share stories. I'll tell you crazy thoughts. Yeah, but... Again, you're looking at the solution right there. We have to be honest, and I'm talking about everybody in this room. If we put us on the scale of 100% of humanity, I think... Well, let's just say society. Let's talk about America. I think we're a rare breed. It's a small percentage of people that prefer authenticity and like the real and and have an ability not to judge. Because let's just be honest, man. Society will judge the shit out of you. Yep. Yeah. It will. Yeah. And most people are scared to even take a post like this and say, I'm having a bad day on Facebook. It's always the best version. And we do it, too. You know, yeah. it's camera time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, my face is going to stick this way. My face is very hardly ever this way unless I'm in a picture. And it, and it hurts. It's like I'm fucking working out. I, I can feel it. It's what's the... <laughs> that's my... It's that's where my, it comes from, though, that's right? That's my authentic like, face. This is, I got well, this, is why, this is why I think recovering out addicts and, and recovering alcoholics are... You know, one of the some of the greatest people on the planet is say that we get humbled enough through our addiction and through our toxicity of of relationships in life and our our behaviors, and we we get humbled one way or the other. We get humbled enough to sit in a room with a bunch of other dudes or a bunch of other women and say, you know what, this is why, and I don't know what to do, and that's that's the answer. I don't know what to do. You have been through it. You're going through it. You went through it last year. You went through it with your son. You went through it with your daughter. And we're able, as a group of, of human beings, able to come up with a solution and, and look, at this, look at all the scenarios that's playing out, all the things that's happening, and say, you know what? You're not depressed. You know what? You're not, you're not anxiety. You're not anxiety-driven. You're not this. Here's what's going on in your life, and here's what we did to get out of it. That's why I think we're the greatest humans on the planet planet earth is us recovering addicts and alcoholics because we're able to do that we're humbled enough to do that we have been knocked down several pegs to where we can say you know what i don't know what i'm doing uh, can you help me well, the way we started the show i feel morally and ethically uh, obligated to bring this up like the problem is obviously that you're giving all these nutballs guns oh my god <laughs> here we go Oh, Jesus.
Jesus. Can I Sorry. say the solution for that one too? Can I? Can you I talk about that? That was a key moment for a sound. You're an asshole, Chris. <laughs> See, here's the thing. And look, that's that's what I mean. Is like the 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 fix to that is take away the guns. Oh my that's, god. That's what they, they. Okay, so that's the fix. Just like the fix is, I'm going to give you a pill. Listen, policyholders, none of your shit works. Well, so when you we show me something that works, because the biggest crimes that have happened, or some of them, are happening in areas you where you cannot get a gun. This is one of those moments where you should look right into the camera, because I am absolutely sure we've got some policyholders watching. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, here's the thing, is I want people to stop relying, like, Biden, you need to fix said. this. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah. Write a thing in Congress, and it's going to be on a fucking piece of paper, and nothing's oh, going to happen? Right. Yeah, the, California, I know how hard it is to get a gun there. There's an 18-day cool-off period, but and a, to get a permit, it's like a six-month psych eval. And I'm all for this kind of stuff, honestly. I am all for people getting a little bit more seriously checked before they're handed a weapon. I'm all for it. <laughs> I've got another scenario. I want you to, all right, just bear with me for a minute. Okay. Because, and, you know, I could play this one really good because <laughs> let me tell you that, you know, I'm on the edge for years on the edge to the point where I've decided that if I ever do snap, that I'm going to be a serial killer. Oh, God. Okay. Should we Should we put this no, up? No, no. It needs, and listen, and, and something happens at work. Maybe I lose my job. Me and the wife are on the verge of divorce, and when I lose my job and I come home and I flip out, and for the last time, she packs up the kids and she leaves. And I decide in that moment that that's it. Before I go out, and I'm definitely going out, I'm taking some people with me. Let's just say it's a certain population of people. I'm not going to list. Oh, my God. Let's just say it's a certain certain type of people that okay. I'm going to take out. Yep. And right when I'm ready to do it, I realize I'm not allowed to own a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's it. That's it. Nope. There goes my... <laughs> Guess I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to tell you something. If I set out in my mind, and I'm not a killer, so don't judge me. If I set out in my mind that I was going to kill some people, and they told me, and they absolutely prevented me, say they banned all guns. I didn't even know anybody that owned a gun. I didn't know anywhere that I could even think about to talk about somebody to get a gun. I promise you, if I decided that murder was my chosen path, that I would find a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm serious. I think this, if I right now, if I decided that moment that I wanted to murder people right now in this moment, it would not take me 72 hours and I could get my hands on a grenade. Or, I'm pretty smart, I think I could figure out how to build a bomb if I really They've wanted to kill it. somebody. I, you can build, like, build a gun in it's, like, it's been, it's, it's happened. It's done in prison. There are no weapons. People get shanked all the fucking time. Like, I feel like what I just did is, was epic and nobody it was, said Brian. that was awesome. I, 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 I don't know. Was. I'm still like wondering if I should go grab my gun after <laughs> you said that conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. looking around as, as, as Again, what he can grab right now. Here's the thing. Well, I'm wondering if you could kill me with a Celsius can. <laughs> you said, you said something there and, and if I'm being Brutally honest with you, I would call your bluff because you can go through hard shit, but when that moment comes where you have to take someone else's life, it takes that much more of you that you will never get back. And it is not as easy as people think it is. Like, you have really got to have snapped. Well, and you know You've got to get to a point where you are so hurt that you are prepared to die. 
Well, and we're talking, in this case, we're talking about little children that you right. don't even know personally. That, right. To me, like to murder a human being. There is a conspiracy theory here, just so you guys know. I'm sure there is. Just like I always say. I don't, I don't, I don't think the government is hiring people to go assassinate children so they can move their way into getting guns into America. Like I don't, it'll never happen. It's not physically possible. I don't think it's a. uh, Besides the fact, can we agree? Like to snap and to kill a human being? Yes, I don't think majority people are capable of it. But even more so to kill children. That's a whole new. You, you, there's nothing on the planet that would ever make me think about shooting my grandma. My grandma could walk in the house and stab me in the face with a pitchfork, and I wouldn't shoot her. Why does grandma have a pitchfork? Oh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> grandma could club me over the head. She could stab me in the face. I wouldn't think, oh, now I need to shoot her. Like, again, <laughs> something snapped. We still don't know what it is. I'm still pitching okay? grandma with the pitchfork. The problem is this was a buildup. Something has been going on in this kid's life that nobody has been talking to him about it because, well, I don't want to get in your business. Dude, you're acting a little fucking crazy, and I want to know what's going on with you because I don't really want to have to worry about going somewhere tomorrow. Like, I call people out. I have told people, your kid is acting a little strange, and it's got me kind of concerned. How'd that have go you, over? <laughs> not well, and I don't fucking care. Right? Oh, God. Like, I'm not trying to butt into your business. I'm just making you aware of something because as a parent, you're ignorant to it. Everybody thinks my kid's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. When I told my mom some of the stories that I used to do, she about had a heart attack. Because she thought you were perfect. Because she, well, she didn't know. She knew I wasn't perfect. But she knows I was a troubled some child. But I'm talking like we did some weird ass shit. Like in the neighborhood, all the boys got together and had like jerk off parties and like weird oh shit. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. And I don't care. This is what honesty looks like. I was 12 years old. I didn't know any better. Does that make me weird? No. That makes me curious. Well, and I went through some hard-ass shit because of it. And there's a whole other subject. We'll save that for another show. Yeah, yeah no, but listen, That's a man, challenging age. I, it I, really is a challenging yeah. age, and that's the problem is that... And these days, they just tell you, well, you're probably really a woman, and we'll fix that. But you know what made me feel <laughs> safe? God's spraying. You know what made me feel safe? Yeah. was when I got home, my mom didn't care. Meaning she cared about me. Not what I was going through. I was, I mean, me and my mom, once I opened up, have had some of the deepest conversations. My mom knows everything about me. You know what How I mean? many drugs I've done. You know what I mean? Where though? I've done. How many stupid women I've been with. Everything. And I'm speaking from my life. Adolescence. And I don't even know what technical adolescence is. Let's say 12 to 15. 15, yeah, 17, maybe. 15, 17. Um, was the most confusing, confusing, and I'm talking sexually, just a whole... Not only are your hormones changing, mm-hmm. but you're experimenting with everything. Mm-hmm. It is confusing, and our society today is starting to encourage encourage things that are permanent way before the adolescent stage. Yep. And to me, to sit back, that's why I brought up morals, and I brought up the structure of our society, because I believe that uh, at some point, this society went to war with God. And, and you can actually track that when it actually started happening and everything started getting worse and it's going to continue to get worse until we, we have something. A great reset. We have something that, that gives us direction, that gives us guideline, that gives us structure. Yeah. There's right and wrong and we're moving closer and closer. It's getting blurred. Nobody knows anymore what's right and wrong. thousand percent. Yeah. 
So you get somebody that's in those troubling stages, and all of a sudden they they snap, and maybe taking a life ain't as hard to them as we think it should be. I know it isn't as hard to them. That's what's concerning is to them it's not. In reality it is, and that's what I mean is like in that moment it wasn't difficult for them because that's how messed up this is where everything is so blurred at this point. There are children that cut. And when you talk to them, lots of them, you ask them why yeah. it's because it helps them control their emotions yeah. and feel something. Yeah, I did it. As a They're kid. so confused. I did too, just in the version of tattoos. But these I days kids are doing it on TikTok, and they've got a following for it. Yep. That's another thing that's become it's trending. Yeah, it really is. And I'm right now sitting here. I've got three friends that are more than associates that have children that are going through yep. it. And they found it. On, they found it on social media and stuff. It's not something that is so much hidden anymore. Right. It's it's almost like a like a uh, a trend. Well, I'm trying to think of a different word for it, but yeah, it's, it, it really is a trend. And here's the thing: is like surface level, right? Like it, it's bad. Don't get me wrong. It, but at the same time, it's bad in my opinion if you can't talk to your kid about it. Yeah. yeah. If you can sit down with your child and ask, okay, this is a safe space, so you're doing it, okay. You You're almost, not in trouble. You almost have Just to. Just tell me what goes on. Like, have an active conversation. This is what I mean by intimacy. Is like, with my parents and my mom, I could sit down and tell her anything. And nothing came back but, tell me more. Yeah. Not I hate you, not I love you, just tell me more. You're almost, there were times when I brought her to tears because she was feeling like it was her fault. But it wasn't about that. It was just keep just just keep telling me. Let's just talk about this some more. And the more the conversation came out, like Marty, you've said before, sometimes just hearing yourself say it, you're like, "What am I talking about? Yeah, that's like, what is part, really going on in my head right of now?" Processing it, right? Getting it out of here, right? Yeah, we're almost obligated to it because think about it. If you have a decent sized school and your kids, whatever, fifth, fourth, well. Third, fourth grade is what is going on now, which also blows my mind. But there's six kids in their school that are doing it. If you talk to the guidance counselor at the school, they know about it. So if you don't talk about it with your kid, they're hearing about it. They're learning from their friends. The problem is too many parents are my kid would never. Yep. The kid could do it in front of you, and you would still say my kid would never because you got to keep up with the Joneses, and you're afraid what all the other parents are going to think about you. I don't also, a, we're old. Like, I didn't know this stuff. My, I, have a, I have a nine-year-old daughter. You don't expect stuff like that to come up for nine-year-olds. When I was in school, it was 14, 15, you know, 13, 14, 15. That's when all that stuff started kicking in. I don't know that I'd ever seen nobody cut or we didn't use words. Like, my daughter come and said, school's not a safe place for me anymore, Dad. I'm like, you're nine. Where did she – she didn't make this – this is not just her talking. Conditioned. She, she's heard that. Yeah. Her, her, what's it called? Emotional support, uh, emotional intelligence or something. It's, they don't call them guidance counselors anymore. There's a whole, and I'm not going to go into that whole scenario, but they're meeting with them and they're teaching them all these things and they're talking about safe places and stuff. And she tells it's me, called conditioning. school ain't a safe place. And I try to think of me or any kid that I grew up with saying that at nine years old. No. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, you have these conversations with your kid, and this is the thing is that as most parents out there, and I'm encouraging you, if you are one or know of one, they go from that to now we need to write new policies so you can't do that. You know how many stupid things I learned in school? Plenty. Because it was happening back then. Everything I learned in but school But what happened stupid. when I got home was different. Why? Because my parents were there. 
We had conversations. I learned what I needed to know about life from my mom and my dad because they actually sat down with me and we had real legit hard time conversations because my dad was fed up with it. He was tired of playing the games. He was tired of being angry all the damn time. We just needed to yell at each other and get it over with, right? We've had plenty of in each other's face match and me and my mom have gone at it with each other and at the end it was fine. Like, We've all gone through it, but we were allowed to have that. So it didn't matter where I learned from anywhere else because home was where I got my guidance. And, and that's where parents are struggling is they don't guide their kids at home. Policies aren't going to do a fucking thing. Well, we need we, to take charge at our homes with our friends. We need to talk to people. We need to get to know the kids. We need to get to know their friends. We need to get to know their friends' parents. We all need to get to know each other more instead of just pushing our kids off and hoping that the school will guide them because it's a bunch of bullshit. Watch your video, That's by the way. It was pretty excellent. It Thank was you. some of it right there. Yeah. I agree, and I could tell you up to a year ago, I actually I was fighting this because I thought it was ridiculous, and I was taking the opposing side, but I can tell you we are currently – uh, doing the assessments to homeschool our kids. It's just getting to a point, and, and I'm going to leave it at this, to where the beliefs that are being taught mm-hmm. and instilled in the institutions in this country conflict with ours. So the only way to guarantee that they're learning what we want them to learn and, and learning our beliefs is to homeschool them. And I know there's disadvantages to that, too. Back when I was growing up, homeschooled kids were the green. They didn't have no life experience. And usually by the time they turn 18, the world just had their way with them. Right. So I understand there's disadvantages, but, but I've weighed the pros and cons. And that's a decision I, me and my but, wife but for the But for the families that aren't capable of that, right? They're, they're already stuck in this living with the Joneses. Their bills are too great. Mom's got to work. Dad's got to work, right? What this comes down to is when you get home... I don't give a fuck what's on the Kardashians, and I watch them too, so I'm not ragging on it. I've you watched do? them too. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I would have never believed. Oh that. hell yeah, I got to keep up with my people. That's it. I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta go. Here's the thing, or or you know the the housewives or or whatever fucking TV show you're watching. If you would take an hour out of your night and sit down with your kids, that's all. And it talk. That's all it takes. Like, how was your day? What's going you on know, with you? And you don't know. let your kid get on their stupid phone. You and don't let your kid get I'm on their crap. I'm telling you right now, ninety nine point nine percent of all parents right now do not do that at all how many families not even an hour how many families do you think and this will be a complete guess sit down and eat dinner together no on the couch watching tv yes yeah no at a table no phones no tv right nope that's a great place to start absolutely so the solution to all this stuff is guys it's it's this it's it's the parenting right if you're going to be a parent be a parent have dinner with your children yeah. with no phones have conversations let them have the free and and freedom to actually talk about it instead of hiding stuff from you and have an honest conversation and if you're a grown up be able to look at your life and not the imbalances of your brain, but the imbalances of your life and start working on those solutions because I guarantee you there is a number of those that you could work on. And if you need to get with a group, there is a million different support groups, just like I found in Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's where I started working on self and started realizing my behaviors and why my life was this way. And this is because, well, I'm doing this, this, and this, and this is causing me to feel this way. So this is what, okay, so we're going to do this. You want... You want to have self-esteem, do esteemable things with your life. Don't sit on your couch. Don't go to work every day, complain about your job, come home, sit on your couch, watch TV, and then tell me you're depressed. I don't want to hear that shit. 
It's time to start looking at what you can do to change it instead of what the policies and procedures of the country can do to change it because they ain't going to do shit. They've never done shit. It's time to start standing up and taking some real... Yeah, we're passing Taking accountability on what what it is you're doing. So that's the solution, guys. Interesting side note. All of these things that we're discussing, uh, churches are intended to be that. Yeah. An intimate community of people. I know they're not. But I'm saying if you go with the way they're intended in the way. I was actually going to say that. Like, church groups are actually, I've, I've been involved in great church groups. But here is just the, the brutal reality of it is most parents know more about their fucking coworkers than they do about their kids. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And that's fucking sad. And you need to do something about it. So wake up, get to know your kids, get to know your friends, get to know your friends' kids, get to know people on a deeper level than what you see on Facebook. Because it, most of the time is bullshit. Get out into church groups. Get out into AA meetings. Go try new things and get uncomfortably honest with yourself. I think uh, as we're wrapping this up that we should put a little disclaimer and let anybody know, anybody that comes across this that is struggling with severe mental illness, that we, are, we are not against you. We nope. love you. We yep. are we're not, absolutely. And we're definitely not doctors. Yeah, and we're not against especially I know speaking for Marty and ourselves, we know that there are situations and circumstances and scenarios where medical help is needed. Uh, We're not saying we are totally, everything is holistic. We're just saying that we believe that it is way, way over prescribed. Right. The pill is is not your cure. It is a bridge to a new pathway, which means if you need it temporarily to get to a new way of thinking while you retrain yourself, I'm all for it. Right. You don't need it for the rest of your life. So if you're going to take it and the doctor says you need it, use it to get where you need to go and then build from there. I just don't want nobody like somebody on on psych meds or something to stop taking their meds. No, no, no. Don't ever stop taking your meds without seeing your doctor. Please please don't do that. We are not doctors. I don't want anybody doing that. We are not doctors and our advice is just our opinions and our our experiences, guys. Whatever you're doing. Okay. Let's just say, for example, that you're on a bunch of meds for psychiatric issues. Add everything that we're suggesting to that regimen and, and see your results. Well, that's exactly what I said at the beginning of this. Is like there's not going to be one fix. It's a wraparound of care when it comes to our mental health, when it comes to our behavior problems. It's not – while medication is needed in a lot of circumstances – it's not the only thing. It, you cannot just use medication and, and expect everything to be good. It's just like dieting and, and fitness. Like you can't just work out and, and then eat like shit. You can't do it. It's not going to work. It's not going to get you nowhere. You, you can't. Gotta, you, you can't, Marty. You can, but it's not going to get you the results that you want. Absolutely. Just like if you just take medication but don't fix the other behavior problems in the life and the groups and all the stuff you need to look at, it, you're not going to get the results that you want, and you're going to be on that medication forever, and you're going to keep taking more and more and more, and it's just going to end badly. So while we are not doctors, these are our opinions only through our own experiences. While we know medication is necessary in a lot of cases – it needs to be coupled with all the other stuff too. That Mental health got. goes beyond medication. That's all we, we got, need to guys. do something about it. Have guys, have a great day. Like, subscribe, subscribe, and share this out to all your friends because I think we need to get this word out there that mental health. This is Mental Health Month, ain't it? May was yeah, it's the end of it. Oh, it's the last day of Mental Health Month. Well, so. what a coincidence! Yeah, <laughs> have a great day, guys.